Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt, a podcast about electric vehicles, autonomous driving, renewable energy, and more. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. I'm also an idiot because I had to re-record that like six times because I went right back to the way I was doing it before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. On today's show, we are going to talk about General Motors and their new infotainment system, and they throw a little... Shade at CarPlay and Android Auto. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the Cybertruck, and then we're going to talk about this really interesting recall that Tesla's doing. Two million vehicles. But before we get into our EV news today, I do want to just share three quick things with you. First of all, the True North EV podcast is back, at least for one episode, James and Ron of the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience podcast. I think I got that right. I've only had a chance to listen to the first two minutes of it, but I can tell you that it's going to be great because James is a great friend of the show and a great friend of me. So go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. True North EV podcast. Next up, this podcast now has chapters. So if you want to skip past all this nonsense and your podcast player allows for that, then this is really good news. And I think most podcast players do support chapters. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not doing anything to put the chapters in. It's all being done by a program I use called Auphonic or a service I use called Auphonic. And uh, it's it's pretty good. It's not, it's not 100%, but it's pretty good when you consider I did absolutely nothing and you all get a really cool feature. And finally, I would like to welcome Paul. Paul went to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or supportkilowatt.com. I'm not sure how he got there, but (laughs) anyway, it doesn't really matter. The important part here is Paul was nice enough to go there and sign up and become a patron. So, Paul, thank you very much and welcome. If you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And I do have to apologize. I saw that your your pledge came in this morning, but I've been sick uh, over the last week, and I spent most of my day sleeping today. 
So it is now uh, 1042 at night, and I'm finally getting around to recording this thing. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our news. Founder and former Nikola CEO Trevor Milton may spend as many as 11 years in prison for defrauding investors. Now, if you're not familiar with Trevor Milton, he's the Elizabeth Holmes of electric semi-trucks. If you're not familiar with Elizabeth Holmes, Google it. I'll also put a link to the article in the show notes for the Trevor Milton stuff. Basically, he lied. Moving on to Ford, Ford is cutting back on F-150 Lightning production. Initially, they were planning on building uh, about 3,200 Lightnings a week, but recently they told suppliers expect that they're going to half their order. So they're going to be building about 1,600 Lightnings a week. So just kind of anecdotally, up until recently, I haven't seen very many F-150 Lightnings in my area, and there are so many EVs where I live. I just haven't seen very many F-150 Lightnings. But over the last two weeks, I see them everywhere. I see them in different parts of the city. I see them on freeways. I see them on local roads. I saw one yesterday. Oh, and and there's a really cool video out that shows how F-150 Lightnings are made. It's almost meditative. I'll put a link in the show notes. I had the video on for like 18 or 20 minutes or whatever the runtime was while I was prepping for the show. And it was I found it to be very relaxing. So... Maybe we found a new ASMR um, category, which is automobile plant. All right, we talked about Ford. Let's move on to Chevy. Chevy will start production on the Equinox EV in Q1 2024 at a plant located somewhere in Mexico. Now, if that news got you excited because you're like, oh, the $30,000 Equinox is here. Nah, a couple months ago, Chevy said, we're, we're not going to produce a $30,000 Equinox. It's going to be $34,995 for the base model. And we're not even going to release that until 2025. But before too long, you will be able to get the 2RS front wheel drive for $48,995 or the 2RS rear wheel drive. And actually, I think that's supposed to be all wheel drive for $52,395. All right. Let's see here. GM is dropping Android Auto and CarPlay. We knew this, but why are they dropping it? Because of safety concerns. Exactly what safety concerns you're asking? Well, that's a really good question. Tim Babbitt, GM's head of product of infotainment, product for infotainment, excuse me, said this. They have stable. St- <laughs> let me let me start over because he probably didn't stumble. They have stability issues that manifest themselves as bad connections, poor rendering, slow responses, and dropped connections. And when CarPlay and Android Auto have issues, drivers pick up their phones again, taking their eyes off the road, totally defeating the purpose of these phone mirroring programs. Solving those issues can sometimes be beyond the control of the automaker. Babbitt also suggests that a world without CarPlay or Android Auto would be much safer. And I would say a world without cell phones would be much safer in terms of, you know, the automotive world and driving around. Now, GM does have a new infotainment system called Utify, Ultify, Ultify is what it's called. 
Ultify is built on Google Auto, which has nothing to do or very little to do with Android Auto. I think it's called Google Auto. It doesn't matter. I didn't write it down. Um, it'll also come with integrated Google apps like Maps. And I'm sure, you know, as they develop the infotainment system, we'll get a whole host of other third-party apps as well. Uh, one of the things that they highlighted was voice control. No need to reach for your phone, uh, which is is great. You shouldn't be reaching for your phone while you're driving. But I can say, and you know, I have nothing bad to say about Ford, but their infotainment system, when I drove the Ford F-150 Lightning, which was about a year ago now, sucked. Like, it, it was fine, but it was really hard to find things. So you're just going to hunt and peck through GM's infotainment system until you find what you need because voice control features don't work very well. Like, I love my Tesla, but the infotainment system on my Tesla is not great, and the voice system sucks. It, it, it Like, it's it's not a great system. And uh, I, I don't think GM's going to do any better. Babbitt also said that Android Audio, Android Auto, and CarPlay compatibility may also be bringing down their JD Power uh, GM's, excuse me, JD Power reviews via customer complaints, uh, which is funny and maybe true, and maybe true. But I guess customers are blaming GM when GM's like, you should be blaming your phone manufacturer, which is kind of what they alluded to in the comment. Another reason for them to boot Android Auto and CarPlay to the curb is GM gets to own the customer data. You know, uh, they can take that data and they can market, market certain features to the customer. They can also make the experience better for the customer, by the way. It's not all bad. Uh, or they could take that data and sell it to anybody who wants to buy it. It doesn't mean they will, but they certainly can. And I'll, I'm just kind of leave it here with this one last comment. Building a useful and usable infotainment system is very difficult. Again, I, I mentioned my Tesla. Tesla's infotainment system is fine. It's not great. It's way better than the last car I had. But most of the, the the listening to things in my car is done through my AirPods. I almost never listen to things on the car's actual speaker system. The only time that I do is if I'm waiting for my kids to get out of some sort of activity and I put on Hulu or Netflix. That's That's the only time that I use the speakers in my car. I guess if somebody else is in my car too, I will, you know, turn the radio on so that they can hear it and they don't have to just sit in silence. But if I'm by myself, I'm, it's just my AirPods and I throw my my iPhone on the charger. So what I'm trying to say here is it's very difficult to do. So GM better be careful about throwing shade at their now business partners because it may backfire when their initial product sucks and it almost certainly will. So let's move on to Tesla, Polestar, and GM. They have all agreed to participate in a supply chain emissions database. The database keeps close track of supply chain emissions by using a lot of different tools, but some of the ones they mentioned were satellites and machine learning, and they track greenhouse gas emissions emission sources around the world. The database covers over 350 million sources of greenhouse gas sites, including mining, steel mills, and power plants, and it goes on from there. There's a bunch of companies that signed up. These are just the three auto companies that the article wrote about, but Boeing is doing this as well. And the overall goal here is to identify 
where improvements can be made in the supply chain to lower greenhouse gas emissions. This this whole project is an Al Gore uh, Global Climate Coalition uh, project, but I'm I'm glad to see that these companies are signing up for this. And honestly, I hope they release a report based on the data that uh, this coalition is able to to provide so that we can see, you know, how clean is that F-150 Lightning and how clean is this is, is my Tesla? I, I'm genuinely curious. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's move on to our Tesla news. My voice is going. I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, but Tesla has fully open sourced the original Roadster design and engineering, which is great. So anyone can access these research and development documents. This is great for anybody who wants to put aftermarket parts on their original Roadster or just keep it running, keep it on the road. That's important too. But I can't wait to see the mods that they come up with. This is this is really cool. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what they, they do. Um, this is also cool if you're just an enthusiast and you want to peruse through those documents. I'm sure there's some interesting stuff in there if you're one of those folks that can actually understand it. I, I don't think I would be, but I would definitely check it out. Tesla recently released PowerShare, their bi-directional charging efforts. Only one problem, it's only available for the Cybertruck. But PowerShare does vehicle-to-load, vehicle-to-home, and vehicle-to-vehicle. So that's that's pretty great. Tesla hasn't said too much about this, but we do know that Cybertruck Foundation reservation holders are getting the equipment they need to make vehicle to home and vehicle to load and vehicle to vehicle work with the purchase of their vehicle. So the first thousand people to buy a Cybertruck are in that foundation group. Foundation is a book by Isaac or a series of books by Isaac Asimov. I have not actually read them. And I tried watching the Apple TV show and I 
continuously i i sleep the best i sleep the best when foundation is on it's a beautifully shot show but i fall asleep every single time it's on i haven't made it more than probably the third or fourth episode and honestly i haven't made it through all of one episode without falling asleep anyway first thousand people buying the Cybershark are part of that foundation group. It's $125,000. For that money, you get a Cybertruck, full self-driving, lifetime connectivity, Tesla Gateway V3. This is the PowerShare home backup. The universal wall charger, $4,000 credit for installing the Gateway and the universal wall charger. 20-inch all-terrain wheels. Uh, let's see, PowerShare mobile connector. I'm guessing this is so you can charge another Tesla or presumably another vehicle. An off-road light bar and some premium accessories. Um, yeah, and some foundation reservation holders are seeing notifications to prepare for delivery, which is way sooner than I thought it would be. I still don't think Tesla is going to deliver very many of these, you know, 10 or 15 in 2023, but still... the, the I I honestly thought uh, we'd be waiting longer for regular folks to get their Teslas, their Cybertrucks, excuse me. Uh, Tesla also reinstated the Cybertruck anti-flipping policy, which is if you uh, sell your Cybertruck within a year, Tesla can charge you or sue you for $50,000. I'm not even sure you can do that. That, that just seems ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Oh, and there's just some hodgepodge of things here. The rear wheel drive and all wheel drive versions of the Cybertruck do qualify for the U S tax credit, not the cyber beast, not the tri motor because it has to be under $80,000. So yeah, there's your Cybertruck update. Let's move on to some other Tesla news and my voice is going. So I apologize. I'm trying to, to keep it up here, but it is, it is fading. So let's move on to the rear-wheel drive and long-range Model 3. Tesla has confirmed that it will lose the $7,500 tax credit after December 31st. So on January 1st, 2024, no more $7,500 tax credit for those two uh, trims of the Model 3. I guess this has to do with some new guidance under the Inflation Reduction Act and battery sourcing. But if you buy and and take delivery of your Model 3 before December 31st, 2023 ends, you're safe. You you still qualify for that tax credit. But if you don't, you're out of luck. I don't I don't think maybe you needed me to tell you that. Anyway, uh some Model Y news. Tesla's warning customers on its website that Model Y may also be losing some or all of the $7500 tax credit on January 1st, 2024. Tesla has the following message up when you go to the Model Y section of their website. Customers who take delivery of a qualified new Tesla and meet all federal requirements are eligible for a tax credit of up to $7,500, reductions likely after December 31st, only for eligible cash or loan purchases, so no leases. We'll keep an eye on this and keep you posted. Tesla has seeded some Tesla employees with V12 of full self-driving. Version 12 uses neural nets to make all of the driving decisions. And if you don't know what a neural net is, let's just call it advanced machine learning with some, you know, sprinkles of AI in there. Like the way I understand a neural net and what it what it does is it's 
um, deep learning interconnected between other uh, neural nets. It's supposed to work similar to how the brain works. I would be very cautious <laughs> that this is actually what Tesla is going to have with version 12, but I could be wrong. Like version 11, a bunch of very talented engineers programmed in a bunch of code, millions of lines probably, and Elon said that with the neural net on version 12, there's hardly any code in there at all programmed in. Now, this might work great. I'm not saying it's not going to work great. I'm just saying, how's it going to work at scale? Because I'm a frequent user of ChatGPT. Almost every single day I use ChatGPT, and it does not work well at scale, and it's just answering stupid questions. But I told you that story so I could tell you this one. In 2022, the California Department of Motor Vehicles claimed that Tesla was falsely advertising autonomous vehicle capabilities of FSD and autopilot. I'm not sure I said that right, but I'm not going to go back and re-say it because I'll probably screw it up even more. Anyway, this is what they had to say. Tesla's vehicles equipped with ADAS features could not at the time of those advertisements and cannot now operate as autonomous vehicles, wrote the DMV in its 2022 filing against Tesla. These advertisements are deceptive practice. Tesla is defending itself in a new legal filing saying that the California DMV approved of the use of autopilot and full self-driving branding and they failed to take corrective action uh, when they investigated Tesla nearly 10 years ago when it comes to autopilot. So for autopilot back in 2014, the state of California investigated Tesla and decided to not take action because they they looked at the, the term autopilot and they looked what the features were and they're like, yeah, good enough. I will say in 2014, we didn't even have hardware two in 2014. We were still using the Mobileye hardware one. I don't even know if Tesla calls it that. But anyway, we're at the beginning of this uh quest for full self-driving, whether it was Tesla or any other company that's out there. As far as the marketing term full self-driving, Tesla says that there are no clauses prohibiting the use of the term of using the term full self-driving in the vehicle autonomy regulations that California has. So Tesla looked at that and said, we cool, we're, we're going to use full self-driving FSD because it doesn't say you can't. So basically, Tesla is saying if the California DMV didn't like it, but didn't say anything, well, we're just kind of grandfathered in. You don't really have, uh, you don't really have a case. Uh, just looking at these two arguments presented in the article, because there could be more arguments in the filing. I I haven't read it, but uh, you know, again, 2014. That's so long ago. Uh, the the updated Teslas didn't come out until 2016, like October of 2016. And I'm not even sure who investigated this, but I'm 100% sure that they were not clear on the facts when it comes to autonomous driving. Like we have so much more information today than we did in 2014. And everybody thought that Elon was right. And we were a year away from full autonomy and we're not still. So yeah, um, 
And as far as full self-driving goes, uh, Tesla, I just want to let you know, just because you can use full self-driving or self-driving in your branding doesn't mean you should. I'm going to give Tesla a little bit of credit here. Tesla does a pretty decent job about being transparent about what autopilot can and can't do when you activate it in your car and when you read their documentation. Um, Now, you could argue that no one reads the terms of service or the warnings that pop up. They just want the new shiny thing. But, you know, Tesla does. I've I just read it today on auto steer in my car. It, it gives a pretty good description of auto steer and what you need to look out for. I think Tesla's biggest problem in this regard is Elon spouting absolute nonsense when it comes to autopilot and full self driving. I don't think that helps them in in the least. As a matter of fact, um, I think it causes a lot of confusion. And going back to this whole uh, DMV, California DMV thing, just because the California DMV let you do something a few years ago doesn't mean they don't have the right to revisit the issue, especially when the CEO is, is you know, like I said, uh, we'll call him overly enthusiastic about the feature. Um, I'd be willing to bet that if Tesla and mostly Elon Musk had under-promised and over-delivered over the last 11 years with autopilot and full self-driving, they would not be under this much scrutiny. I will admit that Tesla or Elon, excuse me, has toned down his optimism for full self-driving over the last few years, but I think the damage is already done. If Tesla would have just under-promised, over-delivered, they do not look bad in any way, shape, or form. Uh, right now, Ford is out there testing their ADAS systems. GM is testing theirs with Cruise. You got Waymo. You've got uh, Apple testing their stuff. The the one company with the target on its back right now is Tesla, and it's because they have a CEO who doesn't care about being fined, and he's just going to push on and push on until you know he's told he can't anymore, and he's not told no very often. So. Yeah. Um, also, there's <laughs> just one last thing. There's another thing that bugs me about Tesla and their full self-driving efforts is they'll use full self-driving as a marketing tool to sell cars. That's great. But when there's an accident where autopilot or full self-driving is involved, they're like, no, we never said it was full self-driving. Read the, read the, read the fine print. Um, it's, you know, aspirational. It's an aspirational goal. You know, when you're when your $12,000 beta feature that you pay for, uh, it's aspirational. It's not it's not real uh, right now, but we want to do it now. I know that I just blabbed for a really long time, but I told you that last story so I could tell you this one. Tesla is recalling two million vehicles. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration says that Tesla autopilot system was open to foreseeable misuse. And I realized I forgot the, but I'm not going to go back and re-record it because I don't have much of a voice. Um, but it sounds like auto steer is at the center of this recall. And there's a lot of lawyer speak that I'm not going to read you. But I will tell you how Tesla responded. They said that the changes that the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is requiring could actually increase the risk of a crash and may not be sufficient to prevent driver misuse. 
So to me, it sounds like Tesla is admitting that their system is flawed when it comes to driver misuse. And whatever the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration wants them to do is also flawed. So it seems like maybe they should get all their smarty pants uh, people together and figure out a better way of making sure that there isn't driver misuse. However, that's whack-a-mole. I don't know if an auto manufacturer can actually make it so that people don't misuse their technology. People are really good at being stupid. Like it's one of our greatest traits as a as a as a people or as a group is is we we're really dumb and we're creatively dumb almost to the point of genius level stupid when when we want to be so that doesn't mean that tesla shouldn't try harder that doesn't mean the national highway transportation safety administration has all the right answers they should all get together and and come up with some consensus here the national highway transportation safety administration investigated 956 crashes where autopilot was thought to be in use of those 956 crashes only 36 of them uh, were thought that autopilot or full self-driving was in use during that time. Uh, this is a ba- this is basically just a software update, and there's going to be autopilot guardrails put in place. The update will include more alerts and additional controls and a bunch of warnings. Here's some official information from Tesla. At no cost to customers, affected vehicles will receive an over-the-air update remedy, which is expected to begin deploying to certain affected vehicles on or shortly after December 12, 2023. With software version 2023-44.30, remaining affected vehicles will receive an over-the-air update remedy on a later date. The remedy will incorporate additional controls and alerts to to those already existing on affected vehicles to further encourage the driver to adhere to their continuous driving responsibilities whenever auto steer is engaged, which includes keeping their hands on the steering wheel and paying attention to the roadway. Depending on vehicle hardware, the additional controls will include, among others, increasing the prominence of visual alerts on the user interface, simplifying engagement and disengagement of auto steer, Additional checks upon engaging AutoSphere and while using the feature outside controlled access highways and when approaching traffic controls. So additional checks upon engaging AutoSphere. So as far I'm going to stop here. As far as I know, I always thought that Autopilot was not technically approved by tesla or supported by tesla on on surface streets like there was an accident where somebody was using autopilot on a surface street and tesla's like man you're not supposed to do that it's only for highway use so that's interesting um because it says here additional checks upon engaging auto steer and while using the feature outside controlled access highways and when approaching traffic controls, the eventual suspension from auto steer use if the driver repeatedly fails to demonstrate continuous and sustainable driving responsibility while the feature is engaged. When I go to work in the morning, um, I use autopilot on, on the freeway, but I don't use it on side roads. I have practiced and played with it, not practiced. I played with it a little bit, but I, it just makes me too nervous. Drop my chapstick. So I, I don't really use it that much. But when I do use it, it's it's pretty remarkable, but it's just doing, you know, the lane keep and following at a at a certain distance. 
Um, maybe it's doing some other stuff that I'm not aware of, but it seems like it's it's fairly simple uh, compared to what full self-driving and some other ADAS systems can do. But I'm happy with it. It does break for weird reasons sometimes, but it's not the end of the world. All right, everybody. I actually had a video, or not a video, an audio clip that I was going to play, but I'm having some technical difficulties. So we're just going to call it here because my voice is gone. We've already been on here for almost 30 minutes. So let's go ahead and and call this good. Remember, we have chapters. If you want to skip around, you can absolutely do that now. Um, if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. And yeah, this is every now and again, I like to see if I can't do a podcast every day for uh, a week or at least five days, Monday through Friday. And um, today was Wednesday. We got two more to go. We'll see how it goes. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you again, Paul, for supporting the show. Go listen to True North EV's uh, podcast. James is a wonderful human being. You should always support him. I'll go and support him. I'm starting to fade. Um, Yeah, I hope you all have a, a wonderful day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.